Hello, and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Raziel, and I'm the host of the show where I get to interview Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the games. Today, we have Sakura Kokumai. She is of USA Karate, and I'm sorry if I butchered that name a little bit. I do, I'm pretty sure I get it right during the interview, but Sakura is an amazing person coming from Honolulu, um, starting karate when she was eight years old and really getting into the competition and really understanding, and then quickly understanding and realizing how dominant of a force she was on on the junior junior circuit and uh, eventually making it to um olympic hopeful because now karate is an olympic sport for the 2020 games so we get to talk to her about that what she's up to how she was able to crush it during college um she went to japan to train and to go to school so it's a lot of fun talking to her her dedication is off the charts and what she's able to do so far in her life is just incredible so super excited for that hope you guys enjoy it first have you ever wanted to launch your own podcast but didn't know where to start? If so, you're in luck because I've partnered with launchingpodcasts.com, an easy step-by-step course to be able to help you launch your first podcast all the way from thinking of an idea to your first four episodes. I've personally used this information from the course to launch my podcast and I have seen some amazing results. First, why did I create a podcast? So I could grow my band, Grant grow my brand, build new relationships, and become a thought leader in the space. And honestly, I also just really love talking to people. So super helpful. Um, and now you can too. Head over to Launching Podcasts, that's podcastswithans.com, and get $50 off by using my promo code Mike at checkout. That's launchingpodcasts.com, promo code Mike. Without further ado, here is Sakura. All right, today's special guest, USA Karate Sakura Kokumai. How's that? Good? Perfect. Got it. Born October 2nd, 1992 in Honolulu, Hawaii. Started karate at the age of eight. Started competing at the age of 14. And this is where it gets a lot of fun. Sakura won junior Pan Am championships four years in a row. Won silver at the junior awards. Has a bronze, a silver, and four golds. Three in a row, if I'm not mistaken. At the senior Pan Am championships. Currently ranked seventh in the world. Top five. That's pretty killer. Sakura, thanks for hanging out with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Good stuff. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Um, you know, growing up in Hawaii, I guess if you don't mind, let's just let's just start the story at the beginning. I mean, back in about 1992, 1993, <laughs> tell us what it was like growing up in Hawaii. Um, yeah. You know, everything that came with the beautiful, beautiful weather and kind of being far away from the rest of the world. Right. No, I loved every single, like everything about Hawaii. Um, I'm very fortunate and lucky to be like, grew up there um it's a, it is an island it's a small community but the people there are amazing the weather there is absolutely amazing with the ocean and like the sun the wind like every everywhere you go you're surrounded by nature so um growing up in that kind of environment especially at that young age i think i was able to kind of experience things that i guess like people like kids in the city wouldn't have experienced mm-hmm. and i'm really like happy and now I can't escape the ocean. Like, you know, like every time mm-hmm. I travel, like uh, I need to go to the beach or I need to be in the sun or like something around nature. I need to like be there. So I love it. Yeah. It's, the beach is amazing. one of my favorite places. I don't like the actual, like going in the water. I just like looking <laughs> at it cause it's so pretty. Um, right. and I just like laying in the sun. So I think, I think we'd be pretty great vacation partners. I think we could do a pretty good job. Yes. That. Um, so, so tell me, how did you, how did you originally get into karate? Like, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends who just, it was like something that their parents are like, yeah, 
start doing karate or taekwondo or like just start doing something um right. is that kind of how it went for you or is there a is, is was there a specific reason you got into it I mean, that, that sounds about right. Um, surprisingly, I wasn't the one who said that I wanted to do karate. Uh, mm-hmm. When I started, um, it was at a YMCA. So it was after school and I was waiting for my parents, like to mo- for my mom to pick me up. And within the program, like with swimming or like, computers, like tennis, they had karate lessons. <laughs> and uh, my mom kind of enrolled me in that class and I started training. I think I just fell like in love where I, I, I loved the training, like that the program that they had. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. from there, it was from YMCA and I went to the dojo ship from there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is awesome. Fun. Look at that. It was kind of just, oh, hey, it's here. You might as well try it, right? And, uh, you know, pretty soon you might be an Olympian. I always love how we can start to connect some dots and there's always this little crazy random event that maybe if it didn't happen that specific day, maybe you would have tried swimming instead. And, hey, you yeah. never know, right? I mean, I tried everything. It was like a buffet, you know? Like oh, I tried okay, okay. soccer, like I tried tennis. I tried like every single sports that you can think of. And towards the end, it kind of blended to mm-hmm. karate. I love it. That is fantastic. So you, you did it for a while and you didn't start competing until 14. So does that mean you started competing uh, in Hawaii or is that when you started right. to branch out and start competing, you know, in, in the, the mainland? Is that the right yeah. way to say it? Is it the mainland? Is that what you... People say mainland, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I've always lived on it. So it's never, it's never, it's anything I'm going to the island or I wish I was right. going to the island. But anyway, so, so, so at 14, tell us about your, your first couple competitions and kind of what that meant to get you, get you primed and ready. Right. Um, so I started karate when I was like eight, like mm-hmm. towards the end of seven, eight. And I'm pretty sure I was competing, you know, like I, mm-hmm. as, when I was a white belt, I okay. competed in local tournaments in Hawaii and, and like I see pictures at home. So um, I know that I did small tournaments, but 14 was the age where I competed in like U.S. national competition. Okay. Okay. And that number kind of shows because that's when I tried out for the team. And that's when I made the U.S. team. And that's when I officially started competing internationally, mm-hmm. representing the U.S. Okay, cool, cool, um, cool. And it's interesting because when I went to U.S. Nationals when I was 14, I didn't even know that it was team trials. Huh. <laughs> no way. You just showed up. You just thought it was another event? I thought it was just another tournament. That like, is hilarious. I had, I had no idea that it was team trials. And in karate... Um, I'm glad that, you know, um, we're talking about karate because it's, as people know what karate is, but it's, it's difficult to understand. There's so many styles and so many mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. divisions and everything. But anyways, there's a kata division where you do more forms and kumite, and I, which is fighting. Mm-hmm. And I competed in both at nationals when I was 14 and I won both of them. And everyone was congratulating me, telling me that how well I did and how it's exciting and this and that. And I had no clue because I didn't know that it was team trials. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Did, so yeah. I guess your, your parents didn't know? Nobody, nobody told you until afterwards? Or you just kind of showed up and you're like, hey, this is a tournament. Let's go. <laughs> I think my parents knew. I think my mom like knew, um, but didn't tell me. I thought it was just any like other tournament mm-hmm. and went and competed and that led to, um, I won. So I made the spot for the U S team for the junior, um, U S team. And mm-hmm. I went to Ecuador. That was my first international event. Um, and I won junior Pan Ams. So from there it was just nonstop. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty. I mean, if you go to U.S. trials and win both of these styles that you're 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 speaking about, I assume that's not mm-hmm. common. I assume people are better at one. I mean, I, I guess now I ask the at, question: Is that usually how it works? Right. Um, at that age, it's pretty common. Um, okay. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen is that age where you're trying to figure out. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, which one you actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's and, not common for someone to win multiple, is it? I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there we <laughs> go. All right. do. Don't be humble. Don't be humble. Come on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay. Yes, that's good. That's good. That's a little bit more rare. So, so I guess okay. kind of taking a couple steps back before we start to go forward again, okay. being in Hawaii and, and going to these local tournaments, I'm sure is I don't know how do I ask this. Is Hawaii like a hotbed for karate? Like, is the competition on the island very high? I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Hawaii has produced um, many uh, champions. Um, okay. So I was very fortunate when I said when I started YMCA, um, the sensei, the instructor, the coach um, who was teaching there was training for the world championships, and oh, okay. the school that I transferred to, uh, we call it a dojo. Um, they produce like two world champions and many other like world medalists. So Hawaii is very um, like known for karate. And I was lucky to be in a school that produced a lot of good athletes. And that's where I kind of started. So I love it. Right place at the right time at eight years old. Would you look at that? Not too bad. <laughs> so the, okay. So then that makes more sense because I, I was kind of confused on like, okay, so you're in Hawaii, you're, right. this is 2000. So it's not like the internet's really even what the close to is now so how yeah. to how to like gauge like the competition levels across the united states but if hawaii is kind of known for karate i assume coming over here they mm-hmm. if you dominate on the island they then say okay you know clearly you're gonna you're gonna crush it over here on the mainland right is that kind of how it works kind of um yeah you definitely have a local tournament that you compete in but you also have like a freedom to compete in uh u.s nationals mm-hmm. so um Obviously, it's like a step, so you have to yeah. do tournaments first, and then you go to U.S. like nationals. But yeah, everyone gets a chance to compete mm-hmm. in like one of the big leagues. So very cool. Yeah, very cool. So then you go, as you said, you then you know you go to U.S. nationals, find out that you made the team without even mm-hmm. knowing you were competing for the team <laughs> spot. Uh, you go and you win. Uh, what was it? The junior Pan Am Games in Ecuador, correct? Yes, Pan American Championships. Yeah. So you won that four years in a row. Not that bad and then that's when you turn you also win a junior world yeah silver i'm sorry you won a silver and junior world while you're there um and then you just start crushing it at the pan am game so you're 18 i i know you told me before you went to college in japan yes. so how are you how are you this good and also spending time at college and studying and, and doing all these things? Is it, is your life just hectic as heck for a few oh, yeah. years? It was, it was a pretty intense um, year yeah. <laughs> for six years. I, I did um, undergrad and master. So it was pretty intense. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, master. Sakura. I'm sorry, I did <laughs> no, not introduce no. you like that. No, no, no. So it was six years um, of school and intense karate training. Um, but the thing is, um, I mean, I was doing a lot of back and forth um, mm-hmm. between Hawaii and Japan since I was very young. Um, my parents are from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I chose to go to school in Japan was because karate in Japan is such a major like sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you, 
athletes there can get scholarships to get into high school, to get into college. It's like what football is to here. Mm-hmm. So I think making this, the decision of going to Japan um, for school was a good idea. It was hard to juggle um, academics and karate, but I think I was in an environment where I was actually able to um, do it. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, you no, know, no, no. It was hard, but um, it was an environment where I was, where I was able to run into training in between classes or mm-hmm. like everyone else was going through the same thing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is misery love company, right? So no, I'm kidding. Clearly. Yeah. If you're, if you're in a spot where everyone else is, is gunning for that goal as well to, to graduate, to get a degree, to get an education as well as train uh, for the sport, or, or at least I'm assuming the team did or, or however that works, you're clearly with people that are also going through it. So you all can lift each other up. So I really like right. that. And it completely yep. makes sense. And, you know, obviously, as you said, like, I don't know the origins of karate, but something tells me it's a little bit, um, a little bit higher of a level in Japan, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, they're so, very dominant, yeah. And that, that, that's not too surprising. So it's awesome that you got to go there and um, get a scholarship, it sounds like. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah. that bad. Free college yeah. and education. Well, not free, but, okay, well, not free, but I got most, a little help. Yeah, a little help. A little, hey, it's better than no help, right? Um, yeah. So that is very impressive. So during all this, you're going to Pan American Championships. You're winning. You're going to World Championships. You're getting medals there, right? Um, right, right. You're doing all this, and now we're coming up to the spot. I mean, 2020 is only, I mean, as of recording, a year and eight days, nine days, ten days away. Not that bad. So we're getting ready. So um, for everyone who is listening that did not know, karate is included in the 2020 uh, Tokyo games, naturally being in Japan, it actually makes a lot of sense now. Right. So what Sakura, what do you have to do? What are you doing to get ready to potentially compete in the Olympics in front of, you know, whatever, let's call it a billion people. It'd be pretty cool. Right. 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 Um, So it's a very complicating process and I'm pretty sure all the other sports are as complicating. Mm -hmm. Um, So karate is one of like the five sports that made it into the Olympics for the Tokyo Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked about uh, two disciplines, um, kata and kumite. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, weight divisions in the sparring section. So basically eight categories total. Um, Okay. Eight, eight total, and I will be competing in the female kata. That's one discipline category. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only 10 spots for that. Around the, for the whole world? Yes. Oh, all right. So only 10 athletes um, represent that division. Um, obviously, there's eight categories, so it'll mm-hmm. be 80 athletes total. That's awesome. I, um, yeah, yeah in that math works out. That math works um, out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 10. So there's a possibility of, you know, an American not representing karate mm-hmm. in Tokyo 2020. So the 10 spot is very slim. Um, and the process is they go by world ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they do is that um, there's a tournament every month in different parts of the world. And you actually have to go to these tournaments, compete in it. Uh, win rounds, win medals, um, you get that point. And they update the world ranking every month. And it actually started this year, July. So they were, it's, we're in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, next year, it's going to be the same. Uh, we're all going to be traveling, traveling every month to different c- countries to compete to get those points. And 
by the beginning of 2020, I think they're going to start announcing um, athletes one by one. So they're going to take top four from the ranking and there's going to be another qualifier tournament beginning of 2020. So the medalist um, from that tournament and that should be seven athletes mm-hmm. already qualified and the rest of the three is um, wild card. So they're going to look at um, continents and mm-hmm. they're going to pick out top athletes from those continents and fill those blanks in. And that's the top 10. That is very complicated. It sounds way more complicated than it needs to be, but hey, yeah, you're sitting in the top 10, seven now. So what, I guess, what, how are you feeling about it? Obviously we've already had a couple mm-hmm. events. We've already had a couple competitions. How have, right. I guess, how have you felt about your prospects and how have you felt about most likely being in that top 10 when, right. when the time comes? No, um, I'm very happy with how I finished this year. Um, obviously finishing, um, within the top 10 um, is something that I was kind of aiming for, for this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed to make sure that I didn't um, slip off that 10, like the 10 ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I win Pan Ams. I won Pan Ams this year and the Pan Am winning Pan American championships is like the least that's like the bottom, you know, it sounds, it's a very challenging like bar to kind mm-hmm. of like, to be in, but um, winning Pan Ams is, the ticket to go to the Olympics too. Mm-hmm. So um, winning that tournament back to back is something that, you know, um, it, it motivates me. It keeps mm-hmm. me going for next year because I know that I'm number one in the Pan American area. And mm-hmm. now the goal is to just win at the world championships all day. Win everywhere. Yes, and I've been finishing top eight um, these past couple tournaments. So um, I, I'm excited, you know, um, finishing off that way this year. And next year, we're gonna, I'm going to be traveling to more than 10 countries. And it's about, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a sprint, it's like a long mm-hmm. marathon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's every month. So um, knowing that, knowing where I am, being that top eight, uh, top 10, and being number one in the Pan American area, area is just that motivation that I need to just keep pushing like 2019. Love it. Because there's nowhere, like, it's just up from here. Just mm-hmm. got to train and get better. Heck so. yeah. So with, <laughs> I mean, with, like, obviously you've been on Team USA way longer than karate's been in the Olympics, naturally. Like, obviously it just started. <laughs> Did you kind of think that it was ever going to make the olympics was tokyo like kind of one that everyone was like there's a really good shot like let's get ready for it how what what did team usa and what did like the specific you know karate part of it like how did you guys feel about it and what what have you been doing to prepare to get ready right honestly i i didn't like who knew that karate will be in olympics you know like Mm. all these other athletes like swimmers or people in gymnastics wrestling they dream like they start the sport thinking about the mm-hmm. Olympics. And for us, me especially, we didn't even know that karate would be in the Olympics until a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there were times um, as we were, they were saying that karate might make it to Olympics in Rio, um, but it didn't happen. And I've heard that they've had the same thing like in the past. Oh, it might make it to this Olympics. It might make it to this Olympics. Oh, it didn't happen. So that's been like a thing. So 
I, I had it in like the back of my head because it's Tokyo, because it's Japan, because karate came from Japan, you know, it should be in it. But until it was officially announced, I mm-hmm. wasn't like honestly prepared for it. Um, so it's, it's amazing how it all kind of worked out. And it's, you know, that we all love the sport. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even a part of the Olympics, but everyone who competed at this level just likes, like, just loves karate. And that's why we do it. And it just so happened that karate made it to Olympics at this time. So good timing. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. The, per- the timing time. is ridiculous. Yeah. I love it. So, has that, did that change anything once it was announced that it was going to the Olympics? Did you change anything about? preparation or certain tournaments or anything along those lines everything everything okay tell please (laughs) this is your story tell me what you did it's everything so when i said timing it was it it all kind of lined up because i already finished school Mm -hmm. um oh that's true yeah it was my last year of my master degree so i didn't have to worry about you know picking school over karate Mm -hmm. or picking karate over school like that stuff i didn't have to worry about um, I was actually working for nine months after I finished school. So there was like a little chunk, like it, I was trying to juggle now with karate and work. And that was the difficult part. That's mm-hmm. where I needed to make this, the decision of how bad do I want this? Um, because it is the Olympics and honestly, I wasn't prepared. Um, once they announced it, we, we started getting like a little bit of support from the U S Olympic committee and we started getting guidance from a nutritionist and sports psychology and um, strength and conditioning. It all, it all just went to like another level that I thought I was prepared, but I wasn't. And I started getting all these like knowledge and I started to understand how much like <laughs> sacrifice you needed to make in order to make this mm-hmm. happen. Um, so when I say I needed to change everything, I needed to quit my job. Uh, and I was working in Tokyo too. So, Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm in California, by the way, <laughs> ah. but, um, yeah, uh, I needed to quit my job. I needed to put karate first. Um, and just everything, the lifestyle, um, just the mentality, like everything needed to change in order for me to, um, achieve that goal. So. How difficult of a decision was that? I mean, clearly you already kind of like, quote unquote, started your life, right? Right. Like, um, so like how, like, how did you deal with that? And how did you kind of, was that something you worried about at the time? Like you got your job, right? And I'm assuming you enjoyed it. You were there for nine months, right? Like, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, So then once this is told, it's like, oh, and now you have to do all this stuff. And now you have to choose. Like, how did you go about doing that to like, were you worried? Was it easy? How did that, how did that go about? Um, It wasn't a really a hard decision. Mm -hmm. Um, Once they announced the Olympics, um, I knew that I really, I wanted Mm -hmm. to go. I knew that I wanted to represent the United States. I knew I wanted to, you know, see those five rings and experience all of it because karate wasn't the Olympics, but, but I've always been a fan. Mm-hmm. You know, every time the Olympus was on TV, I would always watch it. So um, the decision making of putting karate first wasn't that hard. Um, it was more of how to do it, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how, where, the, because there's no one to ask because karate is the yeah. first. It's our it's our first time. 
And we've had world champions in the past, but we never had Olympic athletes, Olympic karate athletes. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't know like how to go about this. Like, how do I train? How do I, like, where do I go? Um, How do I train while I travel every month? You know, Mm -hmm. like all these little puzzle pieces that was like, I tried to figure out in like, I don't know, like a month or two. (laughs) It it was, it was, Uh everything was rolling pretty quick. (laughs) And I needed to make that decision fast because Mm -hmm. um, the Olympics points was about to start. And Mm -hmm. once you change the environment, you need to get used to the environment. You need to figure out so many aspects of like. (laughs) That is, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a, um, the making decision wasn't the hard part. It was adjusting to the environment and Mm -hmm. finding the right place and finding the right people was um, the difficult part, but Mm -hmm. um, I'm happy happy where I am now. Hey, that's all that matters. And pretty soon I get to watch it on TV and like a year and change. So I'm pretty excited about that one too. Uh, Crossing my fingers for it. So here's a question that just kind of popped in my mind. Obviously I know Taekwondo and, and Judo are not synonymous with karate i know a couple people get that wrong but yeah because those um sports have been in the olympics for so long did you reach out to any of those competitors and kind of see what they've done because again i don't know exactly if the qualification is similar or how it works and again i understand they're different sports but they're the closest thing you have right so like did you reach out to any of those athletes to try and gain a little bit of extra knowledge while you were yes. going through this process? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, when I was at the Olympic Training Center, um, I was able to just randomly run into athletes, like amazing athletes. Mm-hmm. And I was able to talk to like a ta- uh, athlete from Taekwondo, mm-hmm. from Judo, um, gymnastics, just mm-hmm. like ran like all sports. And I think at that time, my goal was to actually just get to know all these athletes. Like get to know these athletes who are going through the same thing, who have experienced the Olympics already, mm-hmm. you know, just to get any info out of like them because I'm a newbie. Like I have no idea what mm-hmm. I'm like getting myself into. So yeah, I definitely talked to them and the process is different. Um, the sport is different, but I learned a lot of like how they approach it mentally, like mm-hmm. how they train or how they prepared, how they went about to competition. So yeah, um, for sure. Like, Very cool. And that makes sense. Obviously, again, like as you said, no one in karate has ever done this before because it's you're, you're, the, you're the trendsetter, right? Um, yeah. But it is good. Any information from anyone, um, especially as you said, mentally, physically, that's one thing. You know your body better than anyone else. But mentally, you know, they've, they've done it. They've gone through it. They've been preparing for it. Um, so it's always great to get a little extra information. So, mm-hmm. so Kuda, that is awesome. Congratulations again. Oh, is it, does it make it a little bit sweeter knowing that it's in Tokyo? Like, obviously you went to college there, you worked there, your parents are from Japan. Does that make it a little bit, a little bit no, sweeter? It's, it's, it's again, perfect timing. Timing. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Um, you know, going to school in Japan and karate being from Japan, I know a lot of people are training for me back in Japan and mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of people train, cheering for me in the United States. So being able to represent the U.S., you know, like where I was born and like where I started karate and be able to go back to Japan and compete. I've actually competed in the venue. Um, really? The yeah. There, I, I competed there a couple of times. So I know what it's going to be mm-hmm. like. So being able to go back to that and 
compete at the highest like level is something that I always think about and that is something that motivates me honestly so that is super cool really yeah exciting. timing man like seriously like just how all of this lined up and how it worked I mean you were in Tokyo when you found out the Olympics were coming back to Tokyo right like yeah that that's a storybook right there like that is just super cool so oh man that is so awesome i'm getting chills i love it i love it so much <laughs> excited to see you in that stadium again i think that'll be so fun um so uh, a couple more questions and then we'll then we'll finish up i'll let you get back to the beautiful weather out in california um with with obviously you know you 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 graduated you have your masters you already had a job now you know, karate comes back and it's like, Hey, come to the Olympics. And you're like, okay, cool. I'll try that. What, um, you know, understanding that athletes careers are normally a little bit shorter, right? Like I can do whatever I'm going to do for until I'm 80. Unfortunately, a lot of athletes don't have that opportunity. So mm-hmm. what is, and I'm not trying to kick you out of the sport. Don't worry. I want to see you 10 more times in the Olympics, but <laughs> what, like, is there an, post-career is there a post-career career you're looking forward to um is there something that you're you're considering after your athletic career is over that you're gonna go and pursue I guess a little bit right right um I thought about this um but at the same time my like I've been only thinking about the Olympics mm-hmm. too so I who knows what will happen after mm-hmm. Um, but I love karate so much. I would love to go back to teaching and giving back. That's awesome. Um, uh, the next Olympics is going to be Paris. Um, I might be still competing. I might not. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, I would love to coach. I would love to, you know, I love teaching kids. So it would be interesting to see how I will start um, growing as an instructor. Like mm-hmm. right now I'm training to be an athlete to compete and win. But I think teaching is something completely different. So it'll be interesting to see like how that will work out after the Olympics. Yeah, we'll see. And I mean, I'm sure you'd get a lot of people that want to be taught by an Olympic gold medalist, right? Like that has a ring to it. That's got a ring to it. So I don't know. You got a couple couple reasons to gun for that gold. I love it. I love it. Well, I yeah, definitely that- want to stick with the sport for yes. sure. No, absolutely. Again, you've been doing it for so long at this point. I mean, you're 20, what, 26? Yes. 27. Yeah, I'm 27. I'm a year older, so 26. And I mean, you've been doing this since you were eight and you got at least another two years in you, if not another six. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, by that time, there's, you really can't pull the karate out of you at that point. You might as well just, just let it run. So right. that is fantastic. And then the last question I want to bring up, I know I, I already spoke to you about it a little bit offline, but one thing I want to do is I just want to change the narrative a little bit mm-hmm. about uh, Olympic athletes, Team USA members, and and understand that Michael Phelps and Sean White and Lindsey Vaughn and Chloe Kim, they deserve every dollar that they get. I don't want to take a single thing away from them. But I do yeah. want people to understand that that is the exception to the rule. That's not quite mm-hmm. the rule itself. And obviously, you haven't been to the Olympics yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, what have your experiences been before karate was in like included in the Olympics and now after understanding that it's going to be in the Olympics monetarily, has that changed anything? Has that helped you out? I mean, obviously you had a job. Um, so clearly you weren't making a boatload of money being on the team USA and competing in world championships and Pan Am games, but I'm just kind of curious what your experiences have been like on, on that front. Right. Um, it has definitely changed in terms of like financial support. Uh, before the Olympics was announced, um, we were all, First of all, we didn't even travel this much. Like mm-hmm. it was only two to three competitions a year that was international. 
Um, but now the thing is we have to compete in international events every month, sometimes mm-hmm. every two to three weeks. Um, so now, um, after Olympics was announced, um, I'm currently is, um, I'm supported by the U S Olympic committee and U S karate, but it's all performance based. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I start losing, I'm, <laughs> I'm start losing that fund. <laughs> um, but I'm very thankful because they get me to these events and that's the, that's one thing I need to do. Like mm-hmm. I need to go to these events in order to get points and to rank. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like currently um, I'm getting by, by, you know, um, them supporting me. But at the same time, I realize that it's so much more than just getting there. It's like the, the, the process of getting there. So it's the training, it's going to camps, it's getting, taking care of your body um coaching fees it's all of that that adds up um that i'm starting to realize um but yeah um getting all the help that i can get right now Mm -hmm. and just focusing on training and competing that's all we can focus on so thank you for that i really do appreciate it because i do want again i want i want people to understand really what you guys and girls have to go through um on all aspects on the training side on the qualification side on the traveling to one country a month so i guess Last question, or uh, probably last question. We'll see. Sorry for keeping you a little long. No, no, no. What, what, are, what are the countries you're going to next year? Oh, wow. Um, any, 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 real, uh, any real good ones? Maybe somewhere in the Caribbean or... Uh, uh, if we go by order. Oh, uh, let's do it. Paris. Okay. Dubai. Oh. Panama. Um, I will be in Canada, Russia. Uh, Peru, Panam Games. I qualify for the Panam Games, so Ooh. I'll be in um, Peru. Congratulations! Thank you. Next year, um, Spain, Chile. Uh, we're going to cover the entire globe. I was going to say we've already hit Japan, all the continents. I think at this point, right? Except yeah. Africa. Anywhere in Africa? China. Oh, Africa. Africa. Morocco. Maybe? Yep, Morocco. That's in Africa. There's a, yeah. There's a tournament in Morocco. We hitting all but of yeah. them. That's not that bad. We hit all continents. <laughs> That's not that bad. Very so, cool. So yeah, that is that is fantastic. A lot of my life is in one tiny luggage or duffel bag. Yeah, big luggage. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, really, I'm staring at my luggage right now. <laughs> it's like packed with so much clothes. Oh my goodness, that is too <laughs> funny. Oh man, that is awesome. Well, from all the other athletes that I've spoke to that have been to the games, which I'm very, very confident you'll make it there too. You go there with no luggage, and you come back with like four suitcases full of stuff. So. That's I'm not that bad. Excited. I'm not very that excited bad. about that. <laughs> um, and then actually, so that sounds incredible, getting to go to all these countries. I mean, obviously, again, this is a once-in-a-lifetime potentially opportunity that you get to to embark on and going to literally every single continent in the span of a year. Not many yeah. people do that, so that's pretty darn cool. So I hope you I hope you have a blog or a travel site or something you're doing with that because I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm but, definitely on Instagram and trying to post and update everything. Awesome. Um, and it's it's good to... I'm, I see more of my karate athlete like friends than mm-hmm. like friends back home. Mm-hmm. You know, we will be in Paris one time and we'll be like, okay, I'll see you in, in two weeks in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Um, so that uh, we started building these relationships between athletes. And that's something I think that keeps us motivated too, because we're all reaching for the same goal and mm-hmm. we're all from different countries, but 
you know, it's hard to travel and train and compete this like frequently, like every mm-hmm. month, but knowing that everyone else is going through the same thing and actually seeing them every two to three weeks is it's, you know, you got to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I, en- I enjoy that part of meeting people and competing with those athletes. So love it. And congratulations. Yeah. So what, I'm sorry. Now one last question. No, You're great. ranked seventh in the world. Where are you ranked in the United States? Uh, one. Oh, <laughs> which you look at that. Uh, um, I don't remember. Like maybe five. That is awesome. Yes. There's no ranking in the U.S. Um, I love it. Thank you. Come on, why you so, don't be so humble. Let's come on. This is this is fun. You're an athlete. You gotta have a little bit of an ego, right? No, no, I kid. Awesome. So, Sakura, I promise this is the last, last, last question. Okay. I've seen karate, but I don't really know what I'm watching. I don't really kind of understand how it works. If you don't mind, specifically your discipline, let's just keep it nice and easy so that way when we see you in the Olympics in 2020, um, okay. we'll understand what we're looking for and, and how we know that you won when you really won. Okay, uh, great. So karate, um, two disciplines, kata and kumite, and okay. I do kata. Okay. Kata is, like I explained before, it came from Japan, so mm-hmm. kata is Japanese meaning forms so it's I always like to say it's like figure skating without music Um, so it's a choreography that's already like set so you can't change anything about it it's something that has been passed down for hundreds of years and of course it's been modified to Mm -hmm. fit the competition but every single thing from the beginning bow to the end of the bow the blocks the punches the kicks everything is already choreographed. Mm-hmm. So um, I've honestly, I've been doing, working on the same thing and trying to perfect the same thing for years. Ugh. So when I said I was, I started competing when I was 14, I've been doing the same thing since I was 14. Like nothing different about it. It's about perfecting each punch, each stances, each like block. And what they're looking for is um, like speed, power, timing. Um, they're looking at how precise you are. They're looking at how clean the technique is. And when you look at the, the I guess, the performance itself, um, it might look like a weird dance, <laughs> but it's like, you're fight, it's, it's like you're fighting an imaginary opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it tells a story. Ooh, um, I love kumite, that. Kumite is fighting, so you're actually sparring with someone in front of mm-hmm. you. Kata, the form, is telling a story. So it tells a story about a fight. Um, so you're not going to see us smiling. You're not going to see us, you know, um, all uh, like happy. <laughs> like while we're doing it, we're going to look scary. <laughs> like my face is just going to turn uh, completely different uh-huh. <laughs> and intense. Um, but I love it because we're all doing the same thing we're all wearing the same uniform, the white gi. And it's, your, it's my job to show something different. Everyone's shaped differently. Like I'm kind of smaller in size. So I'm more of a power person. People who are taller could show more speed or like crispiness. So like we're kind of fighting against each other based off of that. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to kind of tweak on it. And I... 
enjoy it. It's, mm-hmm. it's very calming sometimes, like when I actually perform. At this point, it sounds like it's muscle memory almost, right? Like it's, it you kind of, as you said, you've been doing this for, I don't know, like 10 years now or whatever. It's been 12 years and you got two more before the games yeah. even, even come around. So, I mean, I'll be very honest. I get bored with like rereading something I wrote. So like, what is that discipline like to, I mean, just do the exact same thing every single day. Does that like, it sounds like you like that, but I guess like what, uh, like there's no changing. There's really like, so, so yeah, what are no you freedom? There's no freedom. Okay, Freedom. That's a good word. But like, how do you, how do you motivate yourself to continuously get better? Because it sounds like there's no such thing as perfection. If people have been doing this for hundreds of years and yeah. haven't been able to perfect it, I guess. Right. right. Bad question. Uh, Sorry. See, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> Um, I was fortunate enough to meet the good instructors. Um, so I, I think as I got older, as I like matured, um, as an athlete and as a person, I started to see different sides of like this art. Um, when I was 14, maybe I was just throwing a punch. Maybe Mm -hmm. I was just doing blocks. Maybe I was just throwing kicks. But as I, was, I got older, it was about the rhythm. It was about how can I sh- um, show who I am through these performances. Like it's about um, how you breathe. It's about how you connect these dots together. It's about like how can I make this part different than the other person where we're both doing the same thing. So in that sense, we're trying to perfect it but modify it at the same time without changing anything if that makes sense no Um, no i'm kidding no that that does i understand exactly what you're saying so trying to perfect that and the technique to trying to be faster trying to um think about like the body mechanicism and see like how you move faster like which part do you use to make it look like you're stronger Mm -hmm. like all these things like when i start brainstorming i kind of get stuck into this little tunnel and like I just can't get out of it. So there's, I guess I find joy in doing this. I get bored sometimes. I got to admit it's boring uh-huh. at times, um, but I, I love it. It's, it's art to me. Mm-hmm. No, hundred yeah. percent. And it, it sounds yeah. like you, uh, you definitely, definitely love it. And that's the important part. If you love something and you get to do it every day, I mean, it could be way worse than that. Right. So, yeah. so um, I'm, ex- I'm excited to people to see that, you know, I think mm-hmm. the Olympic um, gives that platform. Yeah, you got a billion people watching, right? When it comes to karate, all I hear is, oh, you break bricks. You know, like, oh, Sakura, can you break bricks? Or have you done, like, this chop? And I'm like, no, I've never broken a brick before. Like, I've never done any sort of karate chop. You know, it's... it's (laughs) So, like... Oh, that's funny. Like, being in that platform, I think Mm -hmm. that... That itself is something that motivates me too. When we go back to, you know, like mm-hmm. when we talked about the Olympics, like I want to go up, I want to represent the U.S. and also represent the sport of karate to show what karate truly is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a bunch of, a lot of people do karate in the United States, but what kind of karate? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what other way to do that than to compete in the Olympics? And I think that will help people understand this art. It's not just hitting people. It's, it's an art. And I think, you know, um, 
hopefully this will get people to see karate differently. Hopefully mm. this will um, have like people will understand more. It'll be amazing if we, if you meet a random person and you talk about, Oh, like I do karate. And that person will say like, Oh, do you do kata or kumite? Like if that comes up in a conversation, mm -hmm. that'll be amazing. Uh, rather than do you do karate chop? Are you a black belt? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, that's I, what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> for your sake, I'm sure you don't want to hear that ever again. So yes, I hope those are the questions people are going to be asking moving forward. And, and it almost sounds like specifically with your discipline, um, it sounds like it's kind of you against yourself, right? Like, you know what you have to do at this point. It's, it's yeah. very clear. It sounds like to me, I mean, obviously, as you said, there are some little things along the way that you can always improve, but it's, right. it's almost like it's, it's you against yourself. So like, does that help you in understanding that the only thing you can do is continuously improve? It does. It's not like someone can hit you and, and get you off your game. It's Right. I have to do all of these things the best that I possibly can. If I do that, I'm happy. Right. Yeah. So does that, does that help the motivation factor that everyone's doing the same things, but oh, yeah, really definitely. You? yeah, I think it's, um, it's very motivating. It's also challenging at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, if you lose this, if I lose, it's my fault. Yeah. You know, if I don't do well, or if I don't feel good competing, it's my fault. I'm not good. There's no one hitting me. I'm not, mm -hmm. I can't manipulate the person like like when I'm fighting because I'm not. I walk in, I perform, and I walk out, mm -hmm. and then you get scored on. So um, it's it's challenge, very challenging. Um, but I think when it comes to this level, every athlete, every discipline, you are fighting against yourself. It's whoever mm -hmm. trains, whoever pushes, you know that limit like whoever pushes harder than anyone else and it's like if you push yourself that hard then then you're you don't have to worry about the opponent that's all we got uh, yeah but yeah definitely um in this particular discipline it's you spend a lot of time on your own um looking at the mirror trying to fix little things and um it's 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 interesting it's very <laughs> sometimes i step back and look at myself training and i'm like wow it's really weird <laughs> just like being uh -huh. alone in the room <laughs> watching yourself working on this one punch <laughs> and one block <laughs> oh my goodness i can only imagine as i said i, I get bored rereading something that i wrote two seconds ago so i think that there is some amazing discipline on your part and congratulations so that was the last one. I promise that was the last question. Okay. Takura Kokomai, USA Karate. Thank you so much. Sincerely appreciate it. We're gunning for you. Top number one in the country. Please don't be so humble next time. Just be honest with us. It's fine. It's fine. Top 10 in the world, number seven specifically. Thank you so much. Sincerely, sincerely appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Sakura. Um, as I said, her dedication is insane. Her determination is off the charts. I'm sure she's done more work in like the last two weeks than I will in like the next three years. And I like to think of myself as a relatively hardworking person. So um, super cool. I'm so glad that we got the opportunity to talk to her. Please go follow her on all her socials. Everything's in the show notes. Please follow us at ourathletes.us on Instagram, at ourathletesusa on Twitter to see some of the things that we've got going on, which should be kind of fun. Um, Please rate, review, comment, share, subscribe, do anything we need to do to bump up the algorithm in iTunes a little bit. I think it'll be nice. Get more people out there to understand what some of our Olympic athletes are going through and really be able to help share them and share their story a bit. And 
If you're interested in starting a podcast, really highly, highly, highly recommend launchingpodcasts.com. Again, we've been able to partner with them, promo code Mike for 50 bucks off. But at the same time, um, just I think everyone really wants to do this at this point. Talking into a microphone is a lot more fun. Um, It's a lot easier to do. And uh, with this, this course, hopefully a couple of you will be able to do that. So thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day.